Recently, saw an article the of the Yemen, the, the, the one from Minnesota, the Yemen Ginsburg. Yeah. The Yemen Ginsburg. He's somebody who's, who's a, who, who has a reputation as a wonderful mechanic. I'm sure it's well earned. I'm sure it's well earned. I don't know him, but he, what? Really, you learn by the Nesiva Shalom, and certainly has a good achash v'shem tov. He has a shame tov. I'm sorry? No, no. He doesn't get stomach. Shame tov. He, 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 yeah. <laughs> he does have a shame tov, and he wrote, he wrote ripping sarcasm. And he wrote a whole article, that he, and he, told, he said in his school, he was ripping the staff, the analytist speak sarcastic. So I had tremendous hanah from it. Somebody, somebody asked me in the community, I guess they saw how calm my kids are and just so well behaved, so they asked me to take a few men and give a chinuch shir, give a, give a shir on chinuch to the people. I, I didn't really have much time to do it, but if I would do it, probably the only, from the only things I would say is to, is to work not to be sarcastic parents. I think speaking sarcastically is so devastating. It's better somebody speaks mean and tough than sarcastic. There's a there's a pasuk in Mishlei. To me, it refers to sarcasm. It says, There are people. Yesh, bare existence. It's only a yesh. Their expressions. Boite means bitui. The Spanish is learning the Durham. Levatis Vasai means expressions of the lips. Yesh Baita, the people's expressions, Kimadgura is are like swords. Ulushoin Chachamimarpe, but the language of Chacham is healing. To me, this sword is exactly sarcasm, it's biting type of speech. A Bakr has to prepare to be a Mechanech. I would eradicate any sar. Tell, my, tell your friends, if I ever say a sarcastic thing, hear me. Say a mean thing. Your friend says, say, that was stupid. But don't say smart, yeah? I saw a parent who is an unbelievable mechanic, is a, is a, is a mechanic of note in Klal Yisrael. And their son was, had massive problems. And I don't blame parents always. It could be that was his disposition, and it could be that was his misyonis, and it could be the parents' good chinuch got him to where he was. But I didn't like the relationship to his father. Just what, not, not seeing it up close, I didn't really like it. But I didn't understand here, his father, she's a beautiful yid, a wonderful mechanic, a mechanic of node in Klai And the father, I once saw them interact. I only one time saw them, and in the conversation, in a span of like three or four minutes, the father sarcastic twice, I had no caches anymore, zero. If he would have been mean twice, I would have had caches. He was sarcastic, smart, yeah? He was a soft guy, his words were so harsh, Sarcasm is an ugly way of talking. It's not a nice way of talking. It's funny, Mr. Ginsburg said that he told the staff no sarcasm, and he really came out strong that sarcasm does massive damage to children. It's an ugly way of speech. He said, he said precisely this point, he said, you have something tough to say, say tough. Say stop it, cut it out. Don't say that was smart. Say that wasn't a smart thing to say. That was a dumb thing to say. Stop saying that. that sarcasm is just a very ugly way of talking. It's biting, it's... It's, 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 not, it's not shame. It's not yafa. So he said that he said that right after he gave the shmuz to his staff and he like asked for sarcasm, two kids were like they, they left a big mess in the cafeteria of the school. So they were called to his office. So he said to them, he said, What you think your maid's coming to school? You think you, you think your maid's in school? And a staff member was right there and said, Rabbi, 
the staff member like coughed, but he said, you're right. He said, you're right. Like he caught himself. He said, it's a hard habit to break. But certainly, to me, sarcasm is something to eradicate from our language. It's not a healthy way of communication. It's a very negative. A good joke is great. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not coming to Paskin on, on and certainly joking is funny. Sarcasm, if that's the way you communicate. Often with Bachman, I don't know why, dorms have dangers. I don't, one of the dangers of dorms, is certainly I advise people to go to dorms after Rav Shach, say after 16. To go too young to a dorm, you could pick up habits and you have to be wary of that. But to me, in dorms, sarcasm runs around. I don't know why, it's almost why like... Why is it so bad? What is it about? I think it's a very biting form of speech. It's a very hurtful form of speech. I saw a Rebbe Maish, who was the nicest guy, and he prides himself, he's a Balmosa, a nice person. And I saw that his nature of speech is sarcasm. I'm telling you that guy, he hurts guys all over. When you speak tough, you know what you said. It's like passive-aggressive. You don't even realize what you just did. So when you speak tough, I just spoke tough. Sarcasm, you're like biting all over. You don't know you, you, know you just slapped around a whole bunch of people. Like, when you speak tough, see, it's like it's straight up what I just did. Sarcasm has like that. I didn't say anything. Oh, you're insulted? You're just insulted? I watched this person. He insults everybody he talks to almost. <laughs> and you tell you know, you're a very insulting man. He would faint. He would faint. You tell him you're an insulting man. He would push it, be shocked. He has to know he's insulting. You can shoot that he's insulting. So to me, one nekuda that, 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 that has to be on Chinuch, and certainly us Bachim, who are, who are gonna, who are, the Bachim that are, that are going to have this mission on their hands, this is something that is a must, an absolute must. We must learn to speak straight, to speak. And even if it's tough, you can speak tougher than sarcasm, it's still healthier. It's an ugly form, a completely ugly form of speech. I can say it's pshat in the Pasuk, the Pasuk's leaves it open. It says, Yesh, there are those bare existence, baita, their expressions, is like swords. So what's an expression that pricks like a sword? A sarcasm. It's just prickly. He remembers, Rebezi remembers more than me, I feel. <laughs> well, what's she do of Rebbe Kiva? <laughs> yeah, I would love, it's funny, Rebezi knows, Rebezi knows that it bothers me. I gave all share in this. It bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me that Shas, to be honest, it bothers me that Shas, I don't know the answer. In Gemara, you do find sarcasm. That Gemara, every word is Kaddish Vitar. In the Gemara, you find lines that seem to be sarcastic. I don't know Shas. In Gemara, in the back and forth, even the Gemara says, In? Yeah? You think so? No, it, that, <laughs> instead of saying lines, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Smart. The Gemara is like, the Gemara is in, and the Gemara is the lines back and forth. Are quite, are quite, um, are qu- I don't know Pshat. I really don't know Pshat. And you don't want to come, you don't want to, I'm not, what? Mechamta Shaltayr, David says. Haimavich says, the Mechamta Shaltayr. Well, I don't know. That's smart, David. Yeah, we don't have any Chachma out of the Torah. There is no Chachma, and the MS to stand, to stand there, there is no Chachma out of the Torah, and to stand knocks on it needs to be worked out. I'll pee Dastar, I'll pee the I'll pee Torah, and certainly it needs Pshat and the Gemara is the back and forth of the Gemara. 
to me, there's another vert with that in the Gemara. I don't think the vert is sarcasm as much as questions. The whole you say to the Gemara is the back and forth, everybody questions. So somehow they're asking questions. I don't think, remember, the Gemara has no... It only my sarcastic fourth or sixth grade. Yeah, I'm not very wasn't sarcastic. You remember, Gemara goes by how it's Torah Shabbat So if the one who taught you was a sarcastic man, see the whole shock of Italian, he made sarcastic. Yeah, in, yeah, sure. Look, there's other ways of reading in where they're questioning wow. back and forth. Say like in means it means. So it means I like want yeah, like so to. So the part you learn by, you know. Rebbe, it means that maybe it means in like like for the first they consider the other guys chopped for saying their own. Like yeah. in, yeah, maybe. That's a gorgeous shot. They're they're analyzing in is that so you're talking out like this. That sounds almost like that. So I it depends. I don't know. In America's might have its Tershva. Every yeshiva has its way of reading the Gemara. A Pasuk of Gemara, a member of Chazal, is without the tune. We don't get the tune. So, like, Messias is showing in different places. It's Savach. The Pasuk screams. Psukim Tershva have a whole way how it's expressed. So I don't know if it's sarcastic. Now, certain Gemaras, even the soft Rebbe is going to have trouble with. You know, the in one, me and Yank have learned the way where it's not sarcastic. When he says he have no brain, in your head, even the soft, yeah, even the soft, you have these struggles with that, but that's not sarcasm. That's tra- out and out tough. You don't have any brains. You're saying stupid smarts. Yeah, that's, that's out that's and out. Yeah, that's straight out. At least me, I'd rather that than sarcasm. Because it's straight up. I know what I said. If I know what I said, the Rambam says. Yeah, it hurts a lot more. The Rambam, I'll, I'll give you a mushroom. I'll give you a mushroom. Good, no. What? That's a good reason. No, so then I'll decide. It hurts I a think lot a Rebbe so. then, I, think, I trust the person smart. He'll decide when yes to say, when not to say. He knows I just said something tough. The Rambam gives a list of 24 people who are never going to do tshuva. And he says they're never going to do tshuva because they don't know they did Averis. The most dangerous chatoim are the ones that, are, that you don't even realize what you just did. Sarcasm is one speech you don't realize what you're just doing. You have corpses you don't know. Those are the most dangerous chatoim. Are the chatoim that you don't know? He doesn't say no. But it's the most dangerous chatoim. Yaakov's asking Kalish, you're saying a whole shmuz sarcasm, come with the chazal. He's right. He's right. I can't stand this. Vezi said, I once shtuk the Nagmar Nadarim. I'll be honest. If anybody here finds Chazal without shtuking, I would be very makitoyed. Now, the Chazal language, I know as the verms in Isidaraisa. And so to me, it's Pashat that it causes pain. I know as the Varim is a Pashat. Loisainu, Ishpan Nisai, is an Isidaraisa, I know as the Varim. So you don't need really, I would, you don't need an open Pashat, but I would love a Chazal. The Vezi said I fit into Gemara and years ago. I don't remember it. If I really held it was in the car, I'd remember it. I don't think I don't think yeah, I held it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped it into yeah, Gemara Nadar. This is my psycho. Like, like, it's tough anyway. To, I'm, I'm not coming to Paskin on the side. There's a sarcasm that people use in speech, even good people, they don't realize how biting it is. It's a shame because if they would say the same thing, tough, they would count. I just ranked out. Okay? Once in a while, you rank out. We have an Eloi this year in the Shir Yad Yechiel. You didn't meet him yet. David Aymovich is an Eloi. When he says something, usually, most of the time, he, he's way ahead of me. When he says something, I disagree. David, I'm tough for you. When, I, when he disagrees, I'm tough for David. But at least the guy, Cheshbins, I was just tough. You make an accounting. You say you have no brains in your head. Ain't so you just Cheshbins. You rank them out. 
you write them out. You cheshbon what you just did. Uh-huh. My Rebbe, my Rebbe, right? Per could be very tough. I've never heard him be sarcastic. Not, it's not his derech of speech. I don't think a refined person uses. You either tough or you're not tough. I don't, the whole way of being that way is unless somehow you cheshbon. I just said something tough, and that's like part of your cheshbon. I don't think people realize that. It's a very sharp way of speaking. Unfortunately, it circulates amongst youngsters. It's just like a cute thing. They're trying to be funny, but it becomes the way of speaking. To your children, never be sarcastic. Be tough. Be very tough. Knock it off. Stop it. But don't be, don't, but don't be sarcastic. You will not cheshben out. I just said something tough. You have to cheshben that out. The worst is when someone says, like, wow, good job. Right. Things like that. Good, that good job. That was good. That was small. All these things. The jokes that aren't sarcastic. I'm not coming to. I'm not coming. I'm not coming every time a guy's sarcastic. He did the biggest avera. I think it's something to chesh out. I think it's a style of chinuch that's extremely. I'm telling you, when I saw this father be sarcastic to the son, I had no more cash anymore. Mamish no cashes. It's a good joke, and you just chesh what you did, but it's tough. Sarcasm is biting, it's, what I call it, it's biting speech. That was one Nikud of Chinuch that I think is important. The second Nikud of Chinuch I think is important. Parents will feel on a child when they're having Savlanus and they're being civil from the child, they feel the patience. And they're putting up what they feel, poor me, poor me. It is the greatest trainer you have in your life. A person becomes great from their children through Gidel Through raising children, a person becomes great. It says, Chazal in a captain melamed. A captain can't be a melamed. Somebody who's makbid, who's a rigid personality, can't be a melamed. Now we've spoken in the past that Chazal don't use speakers, use very extreme statements to draw attention. They'll say something, they'll say something just to draw attention. I'm going to tell you the most important thing you heard in your life, guys. Please listen to this. You see what I just did? <laughs> Speakers will say something extreme to draw attention. Chazal, don't do that. Chazal, every word is emes, it's just true. They're not trying to draw attention. Rev Miller once asked, what's the difference between Ben Franklin and Mishli? Amazing question. Initially, the wise of all men, but Vaisley he held Ben Franklin Lahavdal, a lot of Havdalos was wise, and he said, What's the difference? And if Miller said that Ben Franklin wanted it to sound smart, Shlomo Melch was mocked that it's true. Ben Franklin's axioms were meant to sound really intelligent and have a good ring to What's it. Axiom? It's like one of these like type these type of statements that uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, penny, a penny in hand is there not? A penny, what's it called? Yeah, a penny saves a penny earned, a bird in the hand, whatever. The kids have read me. Bird in the hand is a Gemara. No, a bird in the hand is not like a Gemara. It says, what's the The kids have read me that Reb Miller said, Reb Miller, Reb Miller says that, that his, that Ben Franklin's axioms were meant as Ben Franklin. Axioms were meant to sound smart, and the Torah is not meant to be true. And if the Torah, if the Torah says, I'm sorry. Yeah, if some could be true, could that's the difference. Then the question is, what you sacrifice for what? You're right. Ari Bolton's are true. They're smart, and, and, and Shlomo Melch sounds sounds good also. But he was mocked to. I told the guy I was talking to the guy about running an I was running an organization with somebody. So I told him, there's, in, in running an organization, there's the flexibility to deal with people, and the rigidness 
And there's a certain rigidness, both that's needed. I said, certainly you need a rigidness and you need a flexibility. But I said, here we're going to sacrifice rigidity to, for the flexibility. I was told we were running a shul. In there to smell, we were trying to put together a minion. And the, I was telling the guy that this, every shul needs a rigidity, needs a flexibility. And I said, here we're going to sacrifice rigidity for flexibility. That's going to be the main theme. We'll have, a rigid, we'll have some, you need some surah. We're going to sacrifice surah for flexibility, not sacrifice flexibility for surah. It's a question of what you put as the prime value. Everything has a lot of values. What's the prime value? What's at the... There is no value like you, Hashem. At the core of my decision, Hashem, I have other things. That's the core of what I'm doing. So you're right, Ari. Ben Franklin also had truth somewhere in there, but his core thing was let it sound smart. That was his. That was like the underlying thing. So there's a lot of truths there, a lot of geschmack, a lot of other stuff. But the core value was sounding smart. In the Torah, Torah also, it, 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 some of them just read beautifully. But the core value was emes. What had it be is emes. Then let's work from there. Sure, it's geschmack. If it sounds good, it's better. It's, it, it, it talks to people where they remember it better. Thought of that also, but the core thing was Emmas. So here you have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ain't a captain Malamid. A captain is not a Rebbe. A rigid guy is not a Rebbe. I know many of them that are rigid. Ain't a captain Malamid. He's not a Rebbe. He's a Rebbe. He's a Shvacher Rebbe. The guy teaches half of Shas. He's a Rebbe. They call him Rabbi. But he introduced himself. He says, My name is Rabbi Schwartz. He said it for heaven's sake. The guy said he's a rabbi. <laughs> Say, Asr Lumilami, Leo is captain. It's Asr for Rebbe to be rigid. That I'd understand. It doesn't say that. It says, Aina Captain Malami. A rigid person is not a Rebbe. You're not a Rebbe. <laughs> doesn't say it's not good to be. It doesn't say it's a bad idea. You're going you're to turn off kids. You'll have many kids off to there. It doesn't say that. It says, Aina Captain Malami. In fact, a captain's Nishkin Rebbe. Say Don't appoint the captain. That's a wise decision. Rigid people have no place in the classroom. Keep them out, far away. Put them by computers. Let them be poiskim. Don't go near the classroom if you're a rigid fellow. But is not a rebbe. It's an extreme statement. Gemara doesn't say extreme. Torah doesn't say extreme. It just says emes. So if, the, if, the, if, the, if the Mishnah, Mishnah Novus says Eina captain the captain's not a rebbe. The answer is that the peerish, the peerish of a rebbe, the peerish of somebody that teaches somebody else, is to bring out the mindless of that person. A captain, the one who's mocked, it's all about self. He's rigid, it goes against what I want, what I feel, what I need, my space, my time, my, my way. If the person can't come out of himself to be flexible for the other person, he's not a Rebbe. He may teach a lot of Torah, he may be a great lecturer, he may be, he's not a Malamid, he's not a Malamid of Torah, if he's a captain. To be a parent whose the job is to give over Messiah, to give over Torah to the next generation, to relate, raise children as, as, as people who are going to be Abdei Hashem, a person has to come out of himself. The one who gains the most, what's needed to be a Malamid is Midas Tairus. What's needed to be a parent, to teach Torah to our children, to impart Torah values to our family, is Midas Tairus. A captain's not a Malamid. The one who gains the most from the, from the flexibility is the parent himself. There was a Maisa with... There was a Maisa with Reb Nassim was one of the G'dayli Adur. 
His son was a wild, wild son, completely wild. A Yidu was in the house. A Yidu was there who was Pashat Ben Bayis, who came to me for Shabbos, the Talmud of Revolver, Tzaddik, big Tzaddik. And he was in the house, he was there, he was very close to Reb Nassim. He said as a 13, 14 year old, people would come visit Reb Nassim Vachvo, they were afraid to come. He said he remembers this kid used to like animals, he would take cats, stand on the roof and throw them down on people visiting his father. You'd, you'd walk in to visit Reb Vachvo, a cat could land on your head. Scary, a cat, a live cat, boom, banged it on his head. And he said... And he said that Reb Nassim's once like gave Reb Nassim, tell, tell the kid off, let's go, like pressuring him to be tougher. And he said, it's good for my mid of Safwanas. So he made like a joke. He said, too bad on my son, I want to work on my Safwanas. I'm allowed to work, I'm allowed to be selfish. But I think it was such a brilliant thing he was doing, he understood. And instead of looking at it, oh, woe on to me, he said, the best one who's gaining from this experience is me, Reb Nassim. He said, it's good for my Savlanus. I'm gaining from the experience. It's, it's bad, good for me. It's bad for the kid. I'm sorry, no, I'm not. The son is the God Lador. He's a very bervacht vogel. He's the God Lador today. He's looked at as... He's a goin b'tayr, kol atayr, kula. B'tayr le'ador. The Shombrans told me, if you want to hear a humble person, here's a Yid, people wait to get a few minutes of meeting with him. He's, he's the God Lador. In America, he's looked to, he's a Yid. You, you look at his face, you see who he is. And he knocked on the Shombrans' door a couple of months ago. He knocked on their door to get a knock. And he came for an hour. He spoke to Mr. Ramati, he spoke to his wife for one hour. They told me in the entire three months the biggest chizik they got is from, is from Aveli Bervachtwal. He lost the son himself. He's a Bal Yisurim. He's a Nerdic Bal Yisurim. One of his sons was Nifter. He has a son who's retarded. He has, a, he has another son who was divorced. He went through a lot of Yisurim. And he came to the house. He was Menachem Ovel. Knocked on the door. Unsolicited. Knocked on the door. Eli Bervachtwal, can I come in? A random night, about a month, maybe a month, a month and a half ago, he came. The Kitsu Advarim is, is if Eli Bervachtel was that son of Reb Nassim. But Reb Nassim's hakara that he stands to gain the most from it. As Zoyvayit, it's hard to understand somebody who doesn't have children, how they can develop in Midas. Children expose all different Midas. Marriage exposes Midas rice, and the best thing is to be exposed. Sometimes a guy plays basketball and he gets angry when he's playing basketball. And he says, shucks, I knew I shouldn't play. Now, if you're finding it angry, you're playing basketball, you're playing, you better play more often. It's not the basketball that brings out what's there. So you say, oh, I knew I shouldn't play, I'm stopping to play. That's not the, I'm not saying you should play or shouldn't play. But it's not the shucks that brought it out. You see what's inside. Ezzy, the situation brought out a cast that's very there. So it's not, it's revealing. It's, it's Megala. It's not like, oh, shucks, I have to avoid these situations. No, no, no. Get back. Now, don't put yourself in the Sianus, but now that you've been exposed, excellent. So, marriage exposed people, sports before, and marriage exposed, and then children exposed people in a great way, and the one who stands to gain the most is the parent. And that's the second thing. The Savlanus we gain from the of our children, we gain from that Savlanus. It's actually each child of ours is a Rebbe. Each child of us is a Rebbe of ours. I wanted to say perhaps, 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 says, you could, you're jealous of anybody except your son and your, your son and your Talmud. There's no kinna by your son the Talmud. So Pashup Shad is because you feel you invested there. 
you feel you invested there, says no jealousy, because you feel their accomplishments, you have a chilek in it. Says no jealousy. That's why Perhaps it's because you got so much from them. Somebody gives you so much, there's no jealousy. If somebody gives you, it's their gains are good for you. They gave you. I'm sorry? So she said, Yeah, I hear, I hear. What if the guy's kids are so calm and Hashem gives us to that person, that's not what they need. So that person, that's not what they need. Hashem gives us more rigid people. People think, Rabbi say that rigid people. Because they're more rigid, their kids behave better. That it's the rigid parenting that makes kids behave better. It's not the pshat. A rigid person, for them to get up in the middle of the night is like the hardest thing in the world. So Hashem makes their kids easier because they don't need so much in order to, for them, the littlest thing is that they think it's the hardest thing in the world. A looser person, to get up in the middle of the night is bubkis. To do things is bubkis. Hashem makes more challenges because it's more of an assignment. It's obvious. Our children are exactly what we need. Punct, punct, punct. Hashem created our children, created us. He knows why. Why is it that? Why is it a sign for the guy who's easy? A rigid man has a very difficult time. To the slightest thing he has to do. I, I'm a very cruel guy, Beteva. In Eretz Yisrael, I used to eat by a certain house, and the father was a very neat guy. And I took such cruel pleasure when his kids would like spill on him. He'd be like, for him, that was like the biggest nisayin. He doesn't need a. You know, that was all he needed. His kid, you know, kids do spill. You know, and his kids would spill. He would like lose his mind. And I took. I just. I'm such a cruel guy. I'd sit at his house. I just. I like going there. It was so much fun to watch. And watch the guy like. Which, like couldn't manage himself like his kids were a little messy like the kid is four years old and you know, kids do spill or something now the guy who's a loose guy the fact that his son spills a bottle of grape juice on his head wouldn't make a difference it not, that's not a big deal he's used to being dirty get a little more than he's doing himself he's like a Rebbe who's anyways muster and does everything for everybody his kids are like me Kalman's good stop, rank, stop ranking on Kalman Kalman <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy when, when the Rebbe is here so sometimes people have different reactions the Rebbe is in the middle of speaking and one kid's like crying hanging on this another kid's pulling here and so people are like get the kid out get the kid. I say keep him in keep him in I want the Bachram to see Rebbeim being having Savlanas with their children with their families one day you're going to be involved in Kirov you, you, every, year, every year there's a chiv to be mekar of other yidin. Every year there's going to be involved in kiv. Mekar of yidin, love yidin, shem l'shemayim. So you're going to have over some family at your Shabbos table. And two of your kids start pounding each other. It's all ruined and set over this whole plan, this whole project I'm coming from. They're going to go off the derech. And I knew we'd never get the Joneses. I knew we shouldn't have invited them. All that, the only thing that's going to turn them off is you're like losing your mind. You're kids, stop it, you jerks, you idiot. Instead, you act like a parent and you have savlanas and you have patience. The best kid, you thought your big vert, you said from Noah Weinberg, you thought all oh, this so inspired from your speech that just mamish. You, you prepared for that Shabbos meal as that speech where your wife's cholent, they're going to eat this cholent and never be mechal Shabbos again. The best thing they saw at your table is your two kids were fighting and you were actually very calm. You actually put up with it and you were saved. That's the best thing. The biggest source of ever coming from is your savlanas. Savlanas, not ignored. Patience. Once a person is, is, has savlanas, then they have the capacity to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
the natural, the Yitzhahara will flood us with thoughts to get us the dafka, to get us... If you remember, Rev, Rev Frank spoke last year, Yayev, and he spoke about the first natural reactions. Your kid is, your kid is thrown with temper and shop right. So the natural, the Yitzhahara, the, the, the first flood, the, the dinyan, the first thoughts that rush our mind, Chil Hashem, this is crazy, this is... A, and then you do things that are a Chil Hashem. The first Chil Hashem happened when you lost your cool and you stopped having savlanas. You have savlanas, then you do what's necessary. It's not a Chil Hashem. Kids have tempers, they cry, they have tantrums. It's fine. But when we have savlanas, now there was the first Kiddush Hamayim. You have somebody, if your kid's throwing a tantrum, those stupid Jews... That's Lacharava, that's his problem. That's not Hashem? No. No, because the kid of Shemaim that we have kids. They, because they can't have Sablonis, they have a dog instead of a kid, that's a Hashem. Doesn't matter what they do. Do what's right, they'll think it's When you do what's wrong, you do an Avera that has no pleasure. But there's not a chalashem. Your kids throw those massive tantrum right in the middle of the aisle. You have five kids, one on each aisle. You have ten kids on every aisle of Shabbat thrown with different tantrum. And if people are saying those cursed Jews, they have kids, they should have dogs instead of kids. Okay, let's let's get let's start in the case. Why do we go with the chenach? Because I want I saw this article on sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> We can go strange places, everything's having changed.